Hi, you're listening to the First Encounters podcast, a podcast where we get strangers to talk about things they would normally never talk about. This week's encounter is between Alex and David, and they're talking about love. So please enjoy. Okay, um, hi, what's your name? Okay, I'm Alex. What's your name? I'm David. Nice to meet you, David. Um... Okay, should we get started? Yeah, start on the questions. Okay, yeah. cool. You you can read out first. Okay. If you could have dinner with anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you eat? I'm like 50-50 with two people and one of them I really like should want to go more, but my heart is telling me Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> who was the other person? It was um, this woman, she's called Michelle, I follow her Instagram, she has an Instagram account called Scarred Not Scared. And she's so cool. But also Taylor Swift has been like my girl crush since <laughs> I was about like in the womb. So no, it's Taylor Swift. I think I would go for something classic like a burger because like it's nice and also low risk of having something stuck in your teeth next to Taylor Swift. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Low risk of low-key food poisoning next to Taylor Swift. <laughs> um, so I don't know. I think one of my one of my best friends lives in China and I've not seen him for about a year and a half now and I do quite Aww. miss him and I think maybe I choose him um oh that's really cute yeah we met last year he was here for like a term last year normally, uh, okay. but he came for a term exchange and like we just became really really good friends really quickly and it was like oh now we're going to opposite sides of the world Aww. so I think I think I would choose him because I've just not seen him for long enough and I think I could pretty much do with eating literally anything <laughs> oh that's really lovely what is your favourite song and why? You said the difficult questions were going to be later. <laughs> oh my goodness, it's so hard. I bet you in like 10 minutes time, we're like, let's go back to the favourite song question. <laughs> yeah, this is the bit where I have to answer it without revealing my horrible K-pop obsession. That's just <laughs> embarrassing. I've been listening to Galantis a lot recently. Oh, okay. Is there a particular song? Um, I quite like You and I. They were sort of popular yeah. like three or four years ago. I think they were on the, the New Year's fireworks. I, re- I remember, I think I remember listening to that, like driving back from one of my A-levels, I think. Oh my goodness, favourite song. Um, I think mine might be... Oh, it's something by Ed Sheeran. Probably um, Uni by Ed Sheeran. Everyone mentions Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran actually grew up down the road from me. Really? Well, yeah. Um, I'm from originally from sort of Suffolk area, and he's from Framley, I think, which is either in Suffolk or on the near border in Essex. Okay. But um, yeah, you know that song "Castle on the Hill." Yeah. It's about Framlingham Castle. I used to go there with my grandparents like every second weekend when I was oh, younger. Wow. Um, he's really local. People often claimed to see him in the local Tesco, and I don't know if it's true or not. But... <laughs> oh my god, that's so cool! I mean, we knew who he was before he was famous, which just sounds like the most hipster thing ever. But oh my gosh, you're so lucky! Wow. I never saw him. Oh well, you could just say you did. Saw him in Tesco. <laughs> Everyone else in my school said he did. Have you ever used a mobile dating app? I've used Tinder, and I've also used Bumble. But it wasn't to find 
a relationship it was to find friends because <laughs> there's a setting on bumble where you can actually find friends <laughs> and um my best friend wanted to join a dating app apart from tinder and we were like a bumble and she was like, i don't want to be in it on my own um but myself and my other best friend were both in relationships and we were like you know what i could do with some new friends <laughs> i didn't find any friends on bumble no, I didn't find any. I've been an on and off prolific user of, of, of dating apps. I'm in a relationship now and don't really use them as much. I mean, it's quite an open relationship, but I still don't really use them because some of them are just horrible. So there's Grinder, which is, I think, infamous as sort of a gay I've, dating I've app. I've heard of Grinder. As being like the most skin deep <laughs> thing ever, but it's actually not that bad. I've genuinely met about probably 20 people I still keep in contact with. Oh, that's cool. Like, I just made a lot of friends from there, not intending to, <laughs> but it's not also, it's not like it's a bad thing. And then Tinder, I found a lot more boring, apart from one story, which is a hell of a story to whack out, but I always end up doing it when people bring up Tinder. So one time I matched with this guy called Zon. It was like a Finnish name. He's Finnish Japanese, he was. Um, and I was chatting to him for like two weeks. I was getting quite smitten on him because he was like cute and thoughtful and whatever. Um, anyway, fast forward to this time, he posts a new selfie. And there's like a little bit of text showing on his, like his collarbone. There's, yeah. a, ta- there's a chest tattoo that's obviously being slightly covered up. And I asked him what it is. And it's just like, he said, oh, it's like, uh, it's the royal motto Okay. Tattooed. I'm just like, that's a bit weird. Do you have any other tattoos? And you're just like, well, <laughs> I've got a couple of crosses and life imitates art, art imitates life, and so on and so on and so on. And then he gets to um, two German ones, Jedem, Das Seiner, and Blut and Boden. And it just turns out they're Nazi slogans, and he was a big <gasps> Nazi. Oh, I thought that story was going to go so many other it places went... apart from that. No. Oh, my um, Lord. I asked him, are you an artsy? And I think the <laughs> phrase he used was, I'm not sure if that's the right word for me, but I'm certainly not a believer in racial pollution. <gasps> which is like, what? Oh, my goodness. I feel like he should have that somewhere on his Tinder profile so many people do not get their hopes up to be hit with that later on. I like long walks on the beach, candlelit dinners, <laughs> being a Nazi. <laughs> Is, that is that's actually the worst that's probably the worst tinder story i've ever heard i think it's the worst tinder story i've ever heard as well. <laughs> um i just found tinder really it's really bad but i would use it when i was bored and i was like that shouldn't be sort of like how it is but i'd be like depending on how bored i am i'm gonna swipe for you Ugh. yeah i guess so. online dating is a funny one yeah <laughs> i know people who have met um partners on online dating stuff but I also know people who have met partners in pop. doesn't mean it's common. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. Like, people kind of always, like, presume things like Tinder are kind of mainly for sex. I know somebody's engaged after meeting on Tinder. Like, I was like, wow, well done. Like, yeah, okay. Um, the word, like, dating app or dating website, I always think of, like, a lot of an older generation. Do you know what I mean? Like, sort of match.com and things like that. Dating website, definitely. Maybe not app. But, like, what's the difference between a dating website and a dating app? It's essentially the same thing. Yeah, I guess so. It's kind of a good thing that it's so much more normalised, I guess. Because I guess it makes it easier to find love. Yeah, find people. I guess so. I mean, there aren't many other places you can sort of, like, quick judge people and, like, actually express easily that you'd like to talk to them. (laughs) 
Yeah, no. And also just unmatch people. Would be nice if you could just unmatch yeah. strangers in the club. That would be cute. Yeah, just ghost them right there. <laughs> um, right, I'll do the next question. What is the worst date you've ever had? Oh, God. I've got a good story to this one as well, and it's just a bad oh one. Oh, my goodness, is it worse than the Nazi one? No, it's not the worst. It's not worse than the Nazi <laughs> one. It's really not. Um, that is, I think, feasibly my worst story about anything ever. In first year, I mean, we're like, we're kind of still friends. There was this boy I met who I, we ended up going out on a couple of dates or whatever. And once anyway, we ended up going bowling. And I was just like, I'll double tip the bowling thing. This was on when I lived on campus in first year. Okay. And I just checking the map of Leamington, just check, okay, oh, it's buying McDonald's. I know what McDonald's is. Um, we'll, we'll get the bus even from McDonald's and follow Google Maps from there. I forgot slash didn't know that there were two McDonald's in Leamington. <laughs> and there's one on the parade. And there's one decidedly not on the parade in like a business park somewhere in South Lem. Yeah, I, n- so I know ended, the one. Ended up getting off a bus being like, shit, where is it? And apologising profusely for an entire half-hour walk there. <laughs> oh, no. That's pretty bad. I did see him for a third date after that. Oh, that's, that's something. But why, why did it end up for the third date? I don't know. Just went into each other. Fairs. Frankly. Fairs. I think mine... Oh, God. <laughs> it was heartbreaking. It was, like, year 10 or year 11. And I had this... So, 15, 16... And I had this massive, massive crush on a on a guy. Won't say his name because um, <laughs> I had such a bad crush on him. Let's say his name is um, Tim. And we were like talking for a while, and I like we'd like kissed each other, or whatever. So I was like, oh, "I'm in there, blah blah." And then he said to me one day, he said like, "Oh, um, do you want to come to the to the to the park with me today?" <laughs> Sounds so childish. Um, but he, I was also friends with his best friend and I had never really looked at his best friend like that. So I thought I was going on a date with this guy, Tim, and um, I turn up, like, so hyped up. I told my best friends about it um, and he's standing there with the other guy and I was like, oh, hi, I didn't realise this was a sort of three thing. Um and then sort of like out of like the corner of the car park, another girl walks out. <laughs> and then the guy who I was like majorly crushing on just kisses her right in front of me. And it turned out it had been a double date, me with the other guy. That's terrible. It was actually so sad. It was so uncomfortable as well. And then not only that, like half an hour later, the guy, Tim, um, was like, right, we're going to go now um, because... My girl has to get home because she was younger than us. <laughs> she had like a curfew. Um, and so me and this other guy were left watching Coronation Street in his house. <laughs> that sounds horrendous. Yeah. Why, why are you <laughs> using a different name? Expose him. <laughs> I was so sad. Um, but no, I'm going for it, you know. We all get over it. What doesn't kill us? <laughs> oh, if I was still as like angsty and sad about all the people I had crushes on in year ten, I would just be so many. I think I had a different, maybe not year ten, but like year eight to year nine. I think I had a crush on somebody different, sort of like every sort of three weeks. Same, same. Oh god, high school. <laughs> oh, Don't miss it. It was at a all. dark. Yeah, I hated school. It was a very dark time. Nope. It's cliche. 
More questions. What is the best date you ever had? What, a few months ago, um, I was meant to go to Gusto with my boyfriend. And um, I, like, got dressed and everything. And you know when those, like, days when you're, like, really stressed and really tired and you just have a meltdown? Like, it was yeah. literally the big... I've, I literally had such a massive diva fit. I was like, I look ugly, I look fat, I'm too stressed, I'm not going out. <laughs> like, I was really awful. I had a massive tantrum. Um, and I was just like, I just want to be in bed. I just want to stay in bed. I just need you to go away. Uh, and he was like, that's absolutely fine. Well, I cancelled the booking and everything. Um, and then, like, two hours later, he called me. He was like, oh, can you just, like, come, like, downstairs? I made a cup of tea. And I walked down. There was, like, Italian music playing... And, like, a little, like, cute little table, like, Italian-style tablecloth thing. And then, like, candles in the other table. He basically set up Gusto, but just at home. And I just thought that was so sweet. It's really adorable. It was really, was really sweet. Was the food any good, though? It was actually very good. He's a very good cook. I'll give him that. It was nice. That's good, because I was half expecting it to just, like, the, pasta was, the pasta was basically water. But yeah. <laughs> it's like a pot noodle. No, it was actually really nice. It was really cute. Yeah. I think I have to I have a very non answer to this question. I've never actually been on a date with my current boyfriend. Like we've been together for a while. Like seven months or something like that. Ooh. We've been like not ages ages, but a while, but we've never actually been on a date. I think the closest thing we did was when he came to my house over Christmas and stayed over a few nights and we basically just sat down watching Netflix for like 24 hours. <laughs> That's the longest really Netflix good. and chill I've ever heard of. Wow. It wasn't Netflix and chill. Nothing untoward going on. We were just watching Netflix. <laughs> That's even better. That's so good. With just like too much food. It was fantastic. I loved it. <laughs> pin, but, him, pin him down for a date. Oh yeah, we've talked Do about it. it. Just like we probably should go on a date. Now. <laughs> we've been dating for <laughs> seven months. Thing is, what counts as a date though? Because I count dates as really little things. Maybe that's why I got so heartbroken in like year ten. Because I was like, this is a date, and it was actually like getting lunch in the school. Like, oh, I can feel you on that. I have it from high school. Where I just learned. I've just like read into everything, and then <laughs> learned to not read into anything so much that I missed stuff. <laughs> I think. <laughs> no, I get you. I get you. Do you feel like you have a type? If so, describe it. I don't think so. Looking back, a lot of the people I've actually messed about or done stuff with have been, like, significantly shorter than me. But I just don't think that's a type. I think that's just a coincidence. That's, yeah, that's more of a... Like, because you don't think, oh, they're short. I'll have a bit of that. <laughs> Do you know what I, mean? like, I don't know. I don't think so. I, I also don't think I have a type because every single person who I've like been involved with has been, every single one of them has been so, so different. Um, although my one constant is big noses and I don't think that's a coincidence. I really like big noses. Okay. <laughs> that is not a thing I've ever heard before. And I'll let you know if I ever hear it. When, when I was a child, I had the biggest crush on the chef from Ratatouille. <laughs> what yeah that's not, that's not a real person yeah but the nose wow it was so it's such a good nose <laughs> like extra points for like the bump in the middle i love that describe the story of your first ever kiss oh god you're getting all the bad ones out of me <laughs> 
Um, mine was my first boyfriend. He was called James. Um, and it was like sort of the age... It was kind of... Did you have that year in school where everyone was like kissing people for the first time? And I was a very slow burner. I wasn't into that. I liked horses. <laughs> and... Um, and I just liked having a laugh with my friends. I was never really into it. Mine wasn't mine wasn't very romantic at all, my first kiss. It was at a house party. I think he was dressed as a cowboy for some reason. Oh, thank God you've got a weird fancy dress story as well. <laughs> um, but that might have just been the shirt he was wearing. I don't know. Um, and it was just... It was both of our first kisses. So it, it, it was messy. It was a beautiful moment. But at the same time, it was messy and horrible. You realise no one's any good at kissing. Yeah, and I, I, I literally, I remember going to my friends because all my friends were raving about it. They were like, "Oh my god, you should try kissing with tongues!" Like, wow. And I remember going and them being like, "Did I do it right? Like, it was very nice." <laughs> um, but yeah, mine wasn't anything special. It was special to me at the time, but not a great kiss. Not a great story. Not a great kiss. I guess yeah. Unless did you have that like fireworks moment though? You ever get that thing if you kiss someone new and you really like them? There's like yeah. a fireworks moment, and it's the cheesiest thing. And I talk to people, and they're like, "No," or definitely yes. I've had that with certain people, yeah. Does my current wife and we had? I think we had a crush on each other for ages before we started dating. Oh. But we just ended up like, oh, it's complicated. We ended up having a first kiss in like the foyer of of, <laughs> of like. My friend's flat building, or something like that. That's quite romantic, though. Yeah, in a, in, I guess a, so. in like a stripped back way, I think that's quite romantic. Yeah, Aww. I ended up talking about it and then kissing, and then just like, oh, it'll be casual, 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 and then we were just like three weeks later, I'm just like, I'm slightly in love with you. I'm just like, same. Should we <gasps> date? Yeah, okay. That's beautiful. That's literally what happened with me and my current boyfriend, the classic first year flatmates. Oh. Just friends, just friends, just friends. Oh, oh just keep it casual, keep it casual, and then oh, it doesn't doesn't work. God, a friend of mine is together with his first year flatmate still. What a year are they in? Fourth. Oh. Well, she's graduated, and he's a fourth year, so they're still together. They're going to live together pretty soon. So anyway, sometimes it does work. Oh, that's Let's nice. See. I have to describe my first kiss now, don't I? I can't yeah, dodge I can this see question. you avoiding it. Yeah, my friend through a Neverland party for her 18th. Also, I didn't have my first kiss until I was, like, nearly 18 because, I don't know, late-blooming gay boys in school. Or all just, like, horrendously repressed to a certain <laughs> age and then there's, like, th- th- the three other gay kids in the school are all your friends, so you can't do it. <laughs> um, but, yeah, so my friend threw a Neverland party for her 18th at which I went in a Tinkerbell costume <laughs> and there was another boy who was there in like a hot fairy costume. I don't know. Was it meant to be Tinkerbell and he just didn't hit no, the mark? No, it wasn't Tinkerbell. It was like different colours. I was very much going for Tinkerbell. <laughs> but um, him and his sort of lad squad came as like topless fairies and then I ended up quite getting off with him. Um... He may have also been the son of one of my teachers. Oh. Um, and I just couldn't look that teacher in the eye for like two <laughs> weeks. She never knew, but also just like, was well, not great. But anyway, yeah, we went on a date afterwards where he told me he was, he told me he'd thought about it and he was pretty sure it was still trying to straight. 
to go for the pun that's really aching to be made. I was the only one who turned out a fairy in the end. (laughs) (laughs) What do you wish your parents had taught you about dating and relationships? Oh, God. This is going to sound like the shadiest thing towards my parents. It's really, really not. They brought me up really well. I'm thankful for them. But like anything, I don't think we really (laughs) talked about dating much at all, really. Yeah, I was the exact same. Like I kind of, I think they kind of trusted me to do it. I don't know. They might have said be yourself or whatever. I think I think part of it is if you really want like a nice stable relationship, is not to look for a relationship mm. because it's always like either that too keen thing or trying not to look too keen thing, and they both are just like really really detrimental to getting to know each other. My boyfriend, we were just friends for a while, and it was just like whoops, and sort of fell over into each other. Yeah. So I guess that would be a good piece of advice. I was kind of very much the same as you in that my mum and dad didn't really give me any advice, per se. Like, I think they just, like, anything, like, relationship, sex, they just got, like, avoided. Like, I was a, a massive tomboy when I was little. And I remember my dad being like, do, you know, do you want to bring a boy home one time? And that just put me off even further. <laughs> so for a long time, I was just like, no, no, Um the one thing I wish, I think, mostly my mum, my dad kind of didn't really get involved because I think he was under the impression, like, my dad's so lovely, and I think he was under the impression that if he gave me any advice I didn't like, he, like, I would then take out on him. Um, One thing I wish my mum had done, I wish my mum had taught me, like, if you're being treated badly, just leave. Whereas, so I had one sort of partner who stood me up quite a lot and cancelled very last minute, and just didn't turn up to like massive family events, things like that. And she'd, and each time I'd cry and she'd be like, you can't cry because you know this is what he does and you love him anyway, so you have to get over it. And I kind of wish she'd just been like... Been him. Been him. And whereas instead, <laughs> like, after I broke up with him, my dad was like, yes, we've wanted you to bin him for so long. And I was like, you could have, like, said something. Yeah, it's but, true. Yeah. But then I guess if I was, like, so in love with him and they'd have been like, dump him, I would have been like, no. How does it feel to break up with someone? I've never really properly broken up with someone. I mean, I've had... The closest thing I had where I just had a huge fight with my best friend and we didn't speak for, like, a year. That's probably worse than a breakup. That's that actually so heartbreaking. Much, that was... Yeah, he did break my heart. I shouted at him for, like, a good half an hour when we started talking again. I mean, I was a bit in love with him and he controlled it in a not great way he's not the best communicator and that was just really horrible because it was like it was very hard to let go because we were just so close anyway and to be honest we did maybe it wasn't it was good of me that i didn't let go because we did get back together as friends friends now yeah we're still like best friends we're incredibly close to each other we figured out what happened and sort of that's the most important thing got through it and i mean i know we've just been talking about people who don't treat you right bin them but like this did work out and things have genuinely well people can change as well change yeah but that was just really really painful like i had dreams where we made up and were talking again and then i woke up and we weren't and it was just really horrible so how long did it take before you who made the first move to like Come back together. I think kind of he did. Like, I I dropped him a message every now and again, just like, please. And then we ended up in a group chat together. And I was just like, well, Chris dropped me a message. And he was just like, fuck it, yeah. And then we ended up talking. Because I really didn't understand what was going on. And then we just sort of talked it out. And then things are going a lot better now, basically. 
I had a boyfriend when I was sort of 16. It was probably about six months. And um, by the end of it, we, we'd already broken up once, but like it was very mutual. And then we got back together. But then I think we both knew it, it had completely faded. And so that, it was me who kind of, we broke up on Snapchat. Like, like when I think back to it, I'm just wow. like, oh my Lord. Wait, like, on Snapchat text messenger or like No, face. Snapchat so like pictures. it would be that thing. and Because like, every time you took the picture, you'd have to sort of like pull a frown like, because it was like you were breaking up, so it was sad. But we, I think we both kind of knew that it had completely gone. So neither of us were like, we were both sad, but more in like we we knew we were gonna sort of stay friends. Like the okay. feelings had just gone. Like there was no like we need to talk because it was kind of very like we hadn't spoken in ages, and we were just kind of like this is not working, is it? That was kind of like a very painless breakup because we were both fully ready for it, and we still spoke and stayed friends. But I think I then had another boyfriend um, when I was sort of 18 and I came to uni and we were a long distance couple until like January and it was the case where like I was still fully in love with him but it was just a really toxic relationship and people weren't getting treated right um and so it was kind of like I had to break up with him because he wouldn't he wouldn't come here and I was like you have to come here and then I was like I remember like he said he wasn't coming because he would do this thing where he always said he was coming and then he just wouldn't turn up. So then he said he wasn't coming. So then I tried tried to book a train. I booked a train to get home because I was like, I have to do this. Like this is awful. And then he turned up and it was school days. Um. So everyone was highly intoxicated and he turned up and I just have this like slow mo memory of like me running towards him like and all my because I had obviously like vodka cried to all my flatmates about what I was gonna do oh. and they were like chasing me and I just remember one of them like grabbed my like one of my punches and I was like Ugh. wow um, and then I found him and then we went into pop together and I was so drunk I dropped a drink on the floor and then he stormed out because there was a drink on his jeans and then just went straight to sleep in my bed and then I broke up with him in the morning oh my god it was actually the most horrible thing in the world I actually feel sick thinking about it because like we've been together for a long time and it was just, I just remember him, like seeing him drive away and just like FaceTime my mum like what if I never fall out of love with him what, what if I never like anyone again and I was just like the next three days I was just like on FaceTime to my mum and then to my best friend at home and then like with my like I couldn't be alone that's why I remember a breakup like not being able to be alone in a room because I just get so sad yeah so what helped us get over it um I think with mine, it was, I started to do things because when I was in a relationship with somebody who wasn't at Warwick, I would largely go home at the weekends or I would a lot of the time be sort of upset or everyone's been in a situation where you're like waiting for a text, like waiting for that text and you can't really concentrate on what you're doing. Yeah. And that was sort of like quite a lot of the time. He would sort of have phases where he would go off for three days and not pick up his phone and it would and I would be worried about it and so I think just I slowly realized that actually like I can spend my weekends like doing things here like I joined societies and then my flatmates mostly sort of helped me get over it. I gotta say that's a sort of a familiar story is people I know people who did long distance for like two years and then broke up when someone started uni because I think it does yeah. sort of add other things into your life. It's just like, actually, I can be happy without this person and maybe it's better to do that. Okay. Um, how many times have you been in love? 
twice. I don't know, there are two I can definitely put. I'd say I'm in love with my current boyfriend. Like, yeah. Because that just happened horrendously fast, but also oh. it was just like, yeah. But my best friend, as I say, when, when we had that period apart, I was like romantically in love with him. And I think we're still in love with each other somehow, but it's kind of some non-romantic thing. We're just like... Yeah. It's one of those things like you look back and it'll, it'll always be like special, even though... I mean, it still is special. It's just one of the most special relationships I've ever had in my life is with my best friend. Um, I think, yeah, I think it's important to acknowledge that love does sort of extend past romantic stuff. You can't just have that real, real platonic ideal of attraction. Yeah. No, that's a really lovely idea, and no, I completely agree. Yeah, I think I've been in love romantically twice as well. I'm best friends still now, or really good friends with my boyfriend from very very young sort of like six years ago and I don't think when we were together I was in love with him but I love him now but in just I I think I because I we were friends before we started going out and I just cared about him so much I don't think I ever got to the point where I was in love with him but I think I did love him sort of like in more of a best friend but you know there's that kind of difference like I'm in love with my best friends because yeah. they're my best friends. Um, but I think I've only been like in love love twice, like with my current boyfriend and with the, the geezer before him. <laughs> Fair enough, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that's... You, you just don't have to be in love forever. You can fall out of it. Can't yeah, you? exactly. I think that's actually the weirdest thing about it. Like, it can be so strong, and then you can look back in, like, a year or whatever and be like, wow. yeah. I mean, yeah, sometimes, sometimes it's almost disgusting, I think. But hopefully not. <laughs> hopefully most of the time you're not disgusted, but just like, what the fuck was I thinking? It's just, sometimes you just realise people are dull as well. Yeah. It's just like, no offence, but also you're boring me. <laughs> <laughs> no, completely. I once went on a date, and this sounds so horrible, but you know when it's just, you know when they talk about like the ick, when you just suddenly get the ick? Oh, Yeah. And it yeah. was like, I remember going on a date with this guy and he was a bit of a rebound, I'm not going to lie. Um, I remember going on a date with him and he was paid a lot of compliments, like a lot, like every other sentence. And yes, that's lovely. You know, when you're like ordering food and you're in the middle of like ordering your burger, I don't want you to tell me that I look really good when I'm ordering a burger, like leave me alone. Um, and it was kind of like, and then he bought me flat, like a massive bouquet of flowers on the next date. And then chocolates. And then he was like, I've planned a treasure hunt. And this was our like second day and it was like at his house and it was just really, and his dad didn't, his dad was like, why have you brought a girl around? You know, we haven't family dinner. And I was like in there and he was having this big bouquet of flowers and it was just so awkward. Oh God. And now I think back and I'm literally like, <laughs> why? <laughs> the first rule of dating, don't try too hard. Yeah. Be yourself. Again, this is another thing that's a real cliche, but the best dating advice is be yourself. Yeah. Because <laughs> people see through it immediately, if not. Yeah. No, and it's the worst part of a date. This is how you know it's going really badly, the silence. And then they kind of just pick up their phone and sort of scroll through something you know they've scrolled through like 10 minutes ago. That's happened. Oh. That's painful. It's horrendous. You need to, at that point, I think you need, like, the emergency. Oh, my friend is in danger. I've done that. <laughs> I've done that. Same. 
not yeah. gonna lie, same. <laughs> and it was it was like that age where we were learning to drive but couldn't drive yet. And I remember ringing my best friend at the time, being like, like he went to the toilet and I texted her like, ring me tell me there's an emergency and you need me. So she rang me and I was like, oh my God, I'm coming now. And it was the same guy. And I had this, I'm sorry if he ever hears this, there was a real emergency. And he, <laughs> I saw I had like a bouquet of flowers in one hand and a massive box of chocolates in the other hand. And I ran out the house and it was her driving and her mum in the passenger seats, <laughs> in the passenger seat because she was still a learner. And I had to tell her the whole story. Oh no. I, I just got into the house and she was just like, can I have the flowers? <laughs> so the flowers just got put in their house. I think that's a favour. Uh, <laughs> the escape plan, unfortunately, yeah. also a good part of a modern date. Oh, yeah. If, if your guy pays too many compliments or is a Nazi. <laughs> Bin them. Bin them. Um, okay, next question. What makes good sex? I don't know. I really don't know what makes good sex. It's just like one night stands are great. Yeah, like, but I think what makes sex really good is if it's with somebody you really like adore. Yeah, that's that's one way. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that's the only way. Yeah, that is one way to good sex is have an emotional connection. I mean, I think there's this thing of like, I only have sex with people who love. I'm just like that's bullshit for some people. Yeah, no, but like, sex can be emotional or it can just be physical. Like, there's no like. There's no right or wrong about it, I think. Yeah, I mean, it's just okay to... You can have good sex with someone you just find hot. Yeah. And kind of have a personality crush on, but not really. Also, if you just share the same absolutely horrendous, non-shareable on radio kink. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I do have quite a, a few friends who are sort of almost into the kinksters community, and they just have a lot of casual sex with people who are just into the same things as them. I know what they're doing How do you, around it. This is a question I have. How do you find out that somebody has the same kink as you? How does one, like, realise that in casual conversation? It's so like, oh, I like your leather belt. Me too. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> I like your leather belt. Where did you get it from? I'm stalling. Hit me, daddy. Um, <laughs> actual conversation there, but no. That's not an actual conversation I've ever had. I don't know. Um... I think you either sort of go... There are places where you can meet people with kinks if you're looking for it casually, but I think it's just, like, you end up trying things out and seeing if they work with people if you're, if you're like... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, what makes a good relationship? Just going for <laughs> it on the kink grounds. <laughs> but I don't know. Oh. That's such a difficult question to answer, and I don't think we've answered what makes good sex, but... I don't really... I don't really know. I can't really answer it in words. It's not like I'm going to answer it in any other way, but... Um... I think partly as well, it's just, like, you don't have to have great sex every time you have sex, because sometimes sex is just, like, nice and comforting and, like, a bonding yeah. thing. It doesn't have to be, like, some crazy explosively good thing it can just be nice yeah that's so true emotionally bonding and i think actually that's i guess that's part of what makes good sex is not forcing it that that's obviously like (laughs) consent is very important but that's not what i'm trying to say is it's just not forcing it not trying to pretend you're enjoying it too much just like yeah you know you can can stop halfway through as well if you want to and it's just not the worst i think it's like being confident but not overconfident almost yeah 
being comfortable. I think that actually that's my answer. What makes good sex when you're actually comfortable with them, whether it's one night stand or relationship. I would never want to not feel confident and comfortable in front of somebody. Yeah. Whilst, yeah. That's too right. Do you ever want... I couldn't read that word, then I was like, do you ever want to be a mermaid? Um, <laughs> yes, let's answer that one instead. I've done Tinkerbell earlier as my next costume. Do you ever want to get married? Why and or why or why not? Um, I don't feel like I do right now. But, like, I'm, I just don't... Well, I'm in a bit of an odd one right now. I'm in a polyamorous relationship, so my... I don't know, I'm not seeing anyone else, like, properly, but my partner has other partners, okay. um, which makes things a little bit, like... So you could have other partners, like, if you wish to? Yeah, 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 it's communication. Like, I think it's it's a whole other question to talk about, yeah. I think, but, like, with regards to marriage, I think it just depends on who I was with. If I was with someone and we were super monogamous and they really were really into it, I might do it for them. I might even get into the idea, but, like, it's just, like, it's not some huge dream I have for myself to be married it's not on your like major list of life like no not really I mean I think this is true for a lot of us nowadays is that we're less concerned about marriage yeah um unless of tax reasons (laughs) might get married for tax reasons (laughs) (laughs) I I guess I've always I think I would like to get married but I don't think it's the marriage part I think I would I'd be perfectly happy just being with somebody I loved and sort of like it just going on till death, I guess. So I don't know if the marriage part of it is that important to me, but like obviously when I was there, like I loved the idea of like a big wedding, blah, blah, blah. But I, I honestly don't know. I think if the partner I was with wanted to get married, I would very happily get married because... I don't really have a preference over whether there's a sheet of paper tying us together. Like, I wouldn't really care if there was or was not as long as I was, like, with them. It's like... I've heard people say, like, oh, I'd want to get married because that means, like, you know that you're tied to somebody forever. Like, you know you're going to be tied to them forever. But it's, like, the same way my my friend the other day said to me, like, oh, do you and your boyfriend ever talk about, like, having kids and getting married and being together forever? And I was kind of like... Well, no, we've never had that conversation because I feel like if it was going to happen, it would happen and you just don't need to talk about it. Yeah, I think that's a conversation you have when you already both know the answer. Yeah. Probably. Or close enough, yeah. I guess, yeah, I I would like to be horrendously long-term in love with someone, if you can rephrase the question as that. But, like, marriage is just, like... Not, I'm not religious, and it's like it's just a, a legal thing. So sometimes, if it's if it's legally preferable, maybe. But like, I'm not particularly in love with the idea of it. I don't like. I I I don't. I won't say I'll never get married because I'm. You know what? Maybe I will do it. Some it might happen. But I don't. I don't think it's like. I don't hold yeah. it to some sort of romantic ideal as I think some people do. When was the first time you told someone you love them? I mean, taking this as sort of romantically, it just was my current partner. Because it's the first time I've really been romantically in love, probably. But I said, I said, I say I love you very frequently to my best friend. So it would definitely be him because I've known him for so much longer than my current partner. But um, yeah. but the first time I told my partner I love you, it was just like, literally after the first time he'd stayed at my house. And we were still just like 
casual, 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 and just like, can I say something? And it was just like, yeah, sure. Just like, oh, never mind, no, 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 never mind. It's like, <laughs> babe, you're going to make me very, very anxious. What the fuck you want? What is it? Um, and I'm just like, I think I'm slightly in love with you. And just like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> and then we kind of just both realized and it went smoothly from there. But yeah, we were kind of just like, oh, I was going to regret. I was, that is such a thing I could have regretted as well. But I just ended up going out there. Thing is, once you have it in your head that you 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 know you love them and you want to say it, like you just don't really want to hold it back. Yeah. There's no point. Chances are, if you're feeling it, they're either feeling it or close to feeling it. Yeah. So I don't know. I th- I look back and think maybe I did say it too soon. Like it's it's definitely true now, but maybe I did say it too soon. It was a little bit. Maybe you so were early. falling in love with him, but weren't completely in love with him yet. Yeah, I think that might be it. Something along those lines. I I um was the type of like kid slash teenager where I I hated like talking about like relationships or because I was such like a slow burner. I just kind of was the kid who was like, I don't have feelings. <laughs> I don't have a crush. I don't. Have a... Um. So even like to my friends, I like my friends always say that about me now. I very much struggle to to tell somebody I love them. I think the time I told my current boyfriend I loved him first, I was the one who said it first, which was a big thing. Um, And he didn't actually say it back straight away. And I think I actually was perfectly comfortable with the fact he didn't say it back. And that kind of made me even more sort of like confident, or not confident, but like comfortable in the relationship. It was in first year um, and we were meant to be going to pop. And um, I'd had a really, really bad day slash bad week I can't remember why it was so bad but I just remember it was really really bad and everyone was going to pop and I was kind of like guys I don't want to go I don't want to go and then sort of like I was like no I'm staying I'd been in my bed like all day I was just feeling so like down and then um they all came in sort of right before they were about to pray and they were like no come on you're coming and so I was like fine fine and then um I kept on like deciding I was going and then not going and he was just like okay well I'll stay and I was like no no go and then eventually we decided I was going, and so we went to, like, the thing, and then I didn't get in, <laughs> because I was, I can't remember why I didn't get in. Somebody was meant to be selling me their ticket, and they didn't, whatever. And he came back with me, um, yeah, and he came back with me to the flat, um, and it just kind of, like, tipped off my bad mood that I'd literally just let them persuade me to go to pop, of all things. I hate you, pop. Um, and then I hadn't got in, and I was just like, um, and then we came back and he just like, you know, you just tell somebody's looking after you, like he had really wanted to go and he just kind of like didn't even question it. He just like came back with me and I was like, okay, go back out. And he was like, no, no, of course I won't. Um, but I just wanted to be on my own kind of. And he was just like, I'm not going to stay with you because you know you want to be on my own, like, but I'm not going to go. I'll just be in the next room. And he like put the TV on for like, put Netflix on for me. He's like, right, I'm going to leave you. And I just kind of like told him and he didn't say it back, but then... Like, a few days later, he was like, I didn't know if I was, like, ready. Because I'm his first girlfriend, and he was like, I didn't really know if I was ready to say it, and now I've realised, and now I really am. I just thought, yeah. Well, I guess one interesting question, because I, I guess I'll ask it, because people often ask me about it. How do you feel... How do you feel monogamy is super important? Because, obviously, I've just... I've talked about not being completely monogamous. And I think it's important for a lot of people. I'm just interested to um, hear how two people deal with that. For me personally, it is um, just because I get quite insecure and jealous 
Um, <laughs> I, w- I know I would get jealous and I would constantly be comparing myself to whoever the other person is that I know my partner is sort of having a thing with and it would turn into me like I don't have a problem with it the idea of it but I know personally I could not do it I would get so jealous and it would turn toxic and I would constantly make snarly comments and I would stalk whoever it was on Instagram so much so and then I would click their story by mistake and they would see that I was their top stalker and it would all go wrong um but no I really really don't do not think I could I think I think it's a really interesting idea like I was actually talking about it the other day with someone like a lot of the time the reason people break up is because they they think I want I sort of want to see other people or I'm I'm not done with my life dating other people and I think that if it wasn't so normalized that two people have to stick together and be with nobody else it would actually be quite a good concept in a way mm. that you can love more than one person and all be okay with it and sort of maybe be happier for it yeah, no, it's it's. I'm quite pleased to hear that answer, really, because a lot of the time people are like, "Well, how does that work?" As if it's like black magic. <laughs> they just don't understand it, but I think they just sort of don't want to understand it because it's just not on the social norm. I think. Yeah. But I'm just interested to hear what you thought about that, really. Yeah. Do you ever, do you ever get jealous or anything like that, or do you just know that it's? I mean, I I think in. The average poly relationship, people do get jealous, but also yeah. we just deal with it like that. I don't, I don't think we see jealousy in the same way. I think we see jealousy as sort of a normal thing that's not necessarily like has to be super destructive if you control it. But also, just like I personally, just don't really get jealous. Wow, that is such a good trait. I've not, well, at least not in my relationship right now. Yeah, that's really good. I mean, I do know my partner's partner quite well yeah, i was gonna say that have you ever we're good for no we're like good friends um oh. but like i just haven't gotten maybe it's because of that but i'm not a particularly jealous person i think on that front that was lovely yes it was lovely oh my god i just got it i'm so so sorry (laughs) can't um, resist yeah no it was lovely it was so sweet it was like one of the like gooey sugary i don't know what conversations that i felt very privileged to listen on to into definitely i Uh, think it's lovely hearing people speak about their partners i guess it doesn't come through when you're listening to people but you can kind of see a twinkle in the eye oh yeah which is always so sweet to see yes because obviously alex is heterosexual whereas david isn't do you think that kind of colored the conversation in a way well i'm gonna be really cheesy and say love is love i i do think anyone can talk about it if they've you know if you've dated anyone or been in any kind of relationship It's really similar, I think, regardless of the gender. I think the only place where you can make distinctions is how people perceive that relationship. But I doubt that the relationship itself is different. No, same. What I found really interesting was the the polyamory. Yes. um, Non-monogamous 
relationships are such a mystery to me. I found that really interesting to listen to. And I definitely agree there is some prejudice towards it. Definitely. I don't know. I think it's cool that he talked about it. And that kind of, yeah. But yeah, um, we interviewed both of them separately after like our little conversation. And that's what you're going to listen to now. Enjoy. Did you enjoy your chat with Alex? Yeah, I really enjoyed it, actually. Yeah. I was a little bit daunted coming into the room, just thinking, oh, God, what questions are they going to ask? But I think it was a really interesting discussion, yeah. really. I think we're on a similar wavelength. I think so, too. Is there anything you feel like you learned? or? I'm not sure if I learned anything. I think it, it, it's nice to see that a lot of people accept the cliches about sort of nice relationships because I think they just are good ones they're good they're, they're true things cliches for a reason yeah, yeah but um I don't know I don't think I learned a great deal I think it was just in, I was in, it was interesting to hear other people's stories and I think actually it was interesting to sort of talk about experience of breakups as well because it's not really a thing I've been through properly mm. um so Alex what did you think of your conversation I thought it was good yeah um I thought it was really interesting speaking especially the part where he's in a relationship an open relationship i thought it was really interesting um because you so rarely get to speak to someone who's actually sort of sort of in an open relationship um otherwise i can completely understand why people do it yeah um so i thought it was a really sort of nice fresh view to actually hear somebody talk about being in one do you think you learned anything from it? I'm trying to think, like, I think I definitely learned things. I'm trying to think specific. I think, do you know what I learned? That I've had less horror stories than I... Th- I have less horror stories than I tend to think I have. Mm. You know, I always tend to think, like, oh, I've been so unlucky in love. Oh, I really have. But I haven't actually... Like, I've had a few bad relationships, or I've had, like, a couple of bad relationships or whatever. Mm. But, you know like because when there was a question like what was your worst sort of experience or something and actually take took me a while to think of it yeah so I obviously haven't had anything tremendously bad and it kind of gave me a less cynical view on my experience with love yeah thank you for listening to the first encounters podcast we hope you enjoyed this episode we're gonna shamelessly plug ourselves on social media now so if you would like to know more or keep up with us on facebook you can search for first encounters or at first encounters podcast on facebook and if you have any questions for us you can tweet us at at podcast fe on twitter because that's the only handle that was available (laughs) sorry A big thank you to Raw, that's Radio at Warwick, for allowing us to use their studios.